What is growth marketing? How does it differ from traditional marketing as we think of it? And what role does it play in the customer journey as companies try to convert millions of impressions into actionable paying users? To find out, today we'll be talking to Jotform's VP of Growth Marketing, Balut Akashik. Welcome to Momentum, a podcast by Jotform where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I am here today with Balut Akashik, which I hope I pronounced perfect, uh, perfect. correctly. He is perfect. the VP of Growth here at Jotform, and thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Well, I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Like, I uh, get to hear like every episode. Uh, <laughs> being completely honest, now, so it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, it's great to have you. Um, I figure we dive right in. So for, for those who might not be familiar, which actually included me before I, I started at Jotform, I, I worked in advertising, but I wasn't familiar with the term growth, like growth marketing, your VP of growth. And we have a marketing team, a distinct marketing team um, based in San Francisco, but you are VP of growth, growth marketing. So could you talk a little bit about the distinction from growth and regular marketing? Yeah. It's actually a perfect question because like it's, to be honest with like it's the most frequent uh, question that I get mm-hmm. to, like from anybody that starts job form. So like, I'm not the only one, great. Yeah, like also in many other podcasts because like someone looks from us, from outside and says like there's a marketing team, there's a growth marketing team. So right. like actually it's um, very uh, clear, let me put it this way. So like um, think about the user funnel, like user, like, Take less, you know, focus on the pirate metrics like uh, acquisition, activation, uh, retention. You know, th- there's this long funnel. So, um, traditional marketing uh, mainly uh, finishes its job after you know awareness and acquisition stage. Mm-hmm. And in growth side, we need to uh, handle every single part of the user journey from awareness till to a converted user. We need to be active everywhere. Like, is it like? Uh, it needs to be fed with data. It needs to be scalable. It needs to be uh, scientifically provable. So, like you can think about it like this: uh, the, the way I like to put, like we, uh, if you, if I had to put what we do in a single sentence, that would have been it. Like we find new users to job for. Right. But it never is about awareness, like because the world is a uh, much more noisy place. So, like you need to be present in every stage of the user funnel. And it mm-hmm. becomes like, um, you know, it, it doesn't end once a user hears about Jotform. It doesn't end after a user visits our website. It doesn't end after a user signs up. It ends. It never ends. Never truly yeah. ends. And like, but like, we need to be there in every stage. We need to be there with different assets. All needs to be tracked down by data. It's like an engineering slash marketing job, mm-hmm. uh, but like growth. Uh, I mean, um, every part of the funnel you must be looking at, and this is how it generally uh, is the main uh, difference between the traditional marketing. So, like, sure. yeah. so, so traditional marketing, as you would think of it, you have advertisements, um, various ways to get the message out, newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it is speaking to trying to get customers to us 
And then maybe once we get them aware of job form, that yeah. sort of hands the baton over to you a yeah. little bit. And yeah. you continue that journey. Exactly, yeah. Um, and hopefully, again, get them to sign yeah. up and become become a paid yeah. user. Uh, so that's an important distinction to, to make, which, again, I think, like you said, a lot of people probably aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... The growth team here is huge. It's way yeah. bigger actually than our marketing team, which also tells a lot about what has to go into getting the user to that final stage. Um, like, what does it entail overseeing all of growth at Jotform? Like, h- how big is that team? That uh, it's like it's it's uh, right now in the north of ninety people, ninety more people, than fifteen teams, as opposed uh, to like twenty-ish or so in marketing. Yeah, yeah, like because I mean, it makes sense. Like, think about it. Like, we have a huge funnel. Mm-hmm. Like we get more than 70 million eyes looking at us. Impressions. Look at right. assets. Yeah, impressions like all around the, uh, you know, all hundreds of different, hundreds of thousands of URLs we have. Yeah. So uh, to run this kind of a complicated, huge funnel in a data-driven manner, like not to forget that we have mm-hmm. a 50-man data team around that just... Yeah, we're not cool. guessing at this. We're using real yeah, data. Yeah, exactly. So like it takes, uh, you know, different expertise, People from different background with you know different insight, so that like we can control this funnel, improve mm-hmm. it. Like um, I always like to you know see it as, as a game of you know passing a bucket full of water to the next guy, mm-hmm. and like and like every uh, movement of the uh, of this bucket, you know you get some water spilled mm-hmm. off. So like it needs to move smoothly, and like the journey is a big one. The world is a very uh, crowded, nosy place because of the competition, because of all the different distractions that's mm-hmm. out there. So like it's only, uh, you know, I mean, we, are, we, we keep growing, we'll, we'll, we'll continue growing. Like uh, it, it takes, it's, it's a 24 hour job. Right. Because like the uh, users are everywhere. Uh, everybody's funnel, like in the principal level, they're going over the same funnel. Like they, they click on a website, they sign up. They start using the product and all, but every user is different at the end. Sure. That's why, like, we, we have to be that crowded. Sure. Yeah, and like uh, for me, like it's an experience of uh, you know, I mean, I, I really enjoy the job because like it's you know you get to you know it's mainly about the uh, user itself trying mm-hmm. to make them you know trying to convince them, and like it's not like on a hard sell. Hard sells not doesn't work in this uh, part of business, but like to find some common ground with them, like make them enjoy what you do. So that like, I mean, when they enjoy, they become active users. That's why, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it gives us pleasure. So like, it's, it's a fun job to be in, even though it's really busy, it's, it takes long hours, but like everybody on the floor really enjoys it uh, yeah. because of this I approach. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine you're an expert in every single mm-hmm. faction and team mm-hmm. responsibility as VP of growth. Mm-hmm. Like you can't know how to do everybody's yes. job. Yeah. So essentially, are you seeing it from like just a broader holistic perspective? Are you more in the weeds, like actually doing the work? Or are you kind of steering the ship from a 10,000 uh, foot yeah. height? Um, I mean, of course, uh, I mean, I, I have to be in the weeds in some of the teams mm-hmm. and like I, I need to have like, if you to, if you're to do this, you need hands-on experience sure. to, to make some, de- you know, to uh, to make some decisions because, like, if you don't have it, like, decisions may not be, you know, reachable. It wasn't, you know, it wouldn't make sense. It would give uh, team a wrong uh, steering towards, you know, right. uh, things into unknown. So, I mean, of course, like, you cannot have enough information to run, you know, like, you know, hands-on experience and everything that is yeah. out there. But um, 
something is very clear to everybody on the floor, like in every one of us. It's like we are a data-driven company. Yeah. We have so a like common have, thread. Exactly. Yeah, we are on a common thread. Like we have our North Star metrics really uh, clearly set. Like we know how the funnel and like let's you know the way we like to put it, the growth machine works. Mm-hmm. Which part needs tinkering? Which part needs to improve? Which part needs more? Uh, let's say enhance. Uh, let's say a help with the team. So like that's mainly how I like to put it. Like in some like with some teams, I need to work uh, hand in hand. Sure. But like it's, I mean, you cannot be there all the time. So like you need to look at the big picture and the big picture is data driven. That's right. how you're able to handle actually the entire company. Sure. At the end and, of the day. and, you know, you trust your teams to, yeah, to yeah. do a good yeah. job yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. with, with oversight. You know, we have a, yeah. amazing people here, yeah. here at Jotform. Um, but yeah, I, I like having that, that data driven foundation, that, mm-hmm. that common thread. And just, I'm sure you, you have familiarity with just about everything that goes mm-hmm into it. You're so focused on the user funnel that we've, that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk a little bit more about what that funnel looks like. It, it's very common speak for uh, marketing professionals, growth professionals, but can you dive a little deeper into what that funnel is? And you mm-hmm. know, when you're in the analogy you use passing the bucket, mm-hmm. why is water spilling out of the bucket in this yeah. funnel? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's a very, uh, actually a uh, expertise question. Mm-hmm. I'm mainly uh, amongst the listeners, if there are growth marketers, like just to let them know, like we like to look at this pirate metrics. Of course, like it translates into um, more specific terms in Jotform, which I'm not going to be able to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, talk publicly sure. about it. Like, but, you know, like you can General think about idea. it like, yeah, uh, awareness, um, you know, activation, retention, revenue and so forth. And then there's the resurrection funnel of it. So. So like, um, um, like every part of the funnel is handled by different teams. Like some mm-hmm. team, like not you know, funnel specific, like state specific, but there are teams who are active in different uh, stages of the funnel. So uh, m- it starts with millions, tens of millions, but goes down to something else. And like um, every different stage, uh, it's actually is a representation of the user journey. So user may uh, lend on a uh, lending or a blog post that we have or a video, like thousands of different uh, assets that we generate yeah. every month with a different mindset. And like uh, some users arrive at us uh, being more informed, some users arrive at us with some hesitations on, my mind, on, the, on their minds, like with no budget authorities, uh, different priorities. Like even, even I can say, uh, the time of the day they arrive makes some difference sure. in the emotional buying process. So, uh, like, some gets, uh, like, you know, it, it takes some, you know, longer time for some of them. It, 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 for some of the users, it's a more, more uh, urgent need there's out there. So, like, that, you know, uh, spills, some of the, uh, let's say, the spills, or, you know, uh, let's say, uh, dropouts of the fungus yeah. comes from there. Or, like, someone... I mean, goes to the competitors. Sometimes uh, some of them goes uh, like you know doesn't like something they see. We're not able to convince them. They're not able to get the value. They're not or like uh, it's early for them to get the value. So there are thousands of different reasons. But like you know, that's uh, that's the good side of having a that big team, so that like right. everybody can be uh, 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 like you know we have nine, more than ninety eyes. Mm-hmm looking off that like let's say the stream of users were flowing mm-hmm. in millions every month so that mm-hmm. like try to understand them like one by one 
I mean, uh, that might sound really cheesy, but like at the end, end of the day, what we want to do is to understand them one by one, mm -hmm. profile each and everybody and try to give them a, like a tailored experience of job from so that they would get the get to the point where they get they got the real value of job from as fast as possible. That's a big task. Yeah. All yeah. those millions of users. That's that's yeah. a very big task. But as you said, every every user's story is different. Um, where they might uh, encounter Jotform, what mood they might be in, if they're actively looking for a form solution, if they see it but then recall it later on. Oh wait, I did need that. Yeah. Uh, you, you never know where exactly you're going to get them, and um, you, you won't be able to see it uh, if you're listening yeah. on, on Spotify. But the funnel starts out really wide with all those uh, yeah. impressions. Then you get some that might click through the site. Then you get some that might yeah. actually sign up. Then you get some that might convert to paid users. And it gets a little bit smaller every Definitely, time. Yeah. And that's to be expected. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, how can we optimize that and get as exactly. many as possible to the, to exactly. the next stage of the funnel? And that exactly. is very much where like marketing and growth are, are aligned in that mm -hmm. regard. But Growth, as you point out, they're responsible for carrying it all the way through, yeah, which yeah. is which is a key distinction. Yeah. So, this is like I mentioned, it's it's a huge job. Um, there's a lot in the scope of growth marketing in general. Yeah. So, it, to to steer the ship as as you do now, I'm curious from like a personal perspective, developmental perspective, what was your background that led you into this role? Have you all, always been a marketer? Were you a developer? Like, how did you end up uh, here? It's actually a funny story. Like uh, I, I can put it in one sentence. Like life had me to become a uh, product manager first. Okay. Then I became so you a, came from a product manager. background. Product uh, if, if I go back backwards a little more, I started as a developer actually. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. you, so you do have developing. Experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm an electrical and electronics engineer. Okay. I mean, I, I founded startups, exited, sold some, uh, failed some. Mm -hmm. um, I mean. Um, Back in the day, I had to become a product manager because there was a need of a product manager when right. I was, you know, more dealing with more technical stuff. And then, like, uh, I really enjoyed doing product managers because it's like pretty much the same job. You understand, like, you represent as product managers are representatives of the user inside mm -hmm. the company, and like vice versa to the like outside. And like, you need to become uh, talented in business, the product, the user side of things. So, um, like, I mean, I started as a developer, yes, I was implementing products for my startups. I got VC fundings and all, but like uh, the product bit was missing and like it needed to have a uh, more professional handling. That's why I had to have an MBAs uh, and so on. Like, but sure. as years goes by, like, I mean, from, from a personal perspective, like I had to, you know, let's say, uh, roll up my sleeves and had to deal with something that's not been, from my point of view, dealt with properly in my mm -hmm. previous uh, sides of my career. So like, um, um, so like I, I mean, in a product, like I've been more than, a, I've done product management more than 10 years okay. prior to this. Uh, so like it helped, you know, had me launch products, like, you know, yeah. uh, let's say penetrating to new markets. And it's actually, I mean, I've worked with, you know, very talented product marketing managers around the world. Uh, I had the chance to uh, consult with, you know, uh, Fortune 500 country, uh, companies. I had, you know, I became advisors to them and all. At some point, like, you know, uh, I mean, growth uh, marketing was kind of a natural thing that evolved out of this uh, career. Because, like, 
you know, there's Aitaken has this uh, word he, I really like the most. Like, you can have the best product in the world, but like, if you don't let anybody know, like, nobody uses. And right. the other way around yep. is uh, viable as well. Like, you can have the best marketing in the world, mm -hmm. but you have a terrible product. So both sides have yeah. to work in harmony. So like, it kind of evolved organically. It's yeah. the way I like to put it. So that's why you know uh, I'm coming from a. I mean, by the way, there are many people on the growth floor, uh, they're coming from engineering background. Hmm. Because like, uh, for example, I really like to put like, our head of content is an electrical and electronics engineer. Okay. Our channel marketing guy is an electronics uh, engineer. Like, uh, they're coming from that side. Right. And they had to deal with these kind of things and then they organically, they will, you know, built into what they do today. Sure, because some could say that's, that's a different, skill set right doing the actual work being being an engineer mm -hmm. being a being a developer but then being able to transition that into leadership ability yeah. and be able yeah. to oversee yeah. and you know some people will be able to make that pivot some people might not feel yeah. as comfortable yeah. doing that but it makes sense that the ones who are comfortable to do that mm -hmm. will rise to sort of the top because they're so familiar with the process and they, yeah. they've yeah. known yeah. how yeah. it works and coming from a product background makes a lot of sense with your fit here because mm -hmm. as as you said, any product launch, anything you're bringing to market, you're still having to be aware of that entire funnel. Yeah. And yeah. essentially that's just a microcosm of what you're doing holistically with growth marketing exactly. is optimizing, optimizing the, exactly. the tunnel. Um, exactly. So that's, that's really interesting. Why, why Jotform? So you have, you have all these, um, you know, you've tried different, different ventures, um, mm. startups, uh, been a consultant. Uh, what about Jotform made you say, okay, I, I want to be here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with like, um, you know, you know, I've been to a different, like, I'm kind of uh, in the older bunch uh, within the uh, company. Well, uh, you can uh, yeah. barely be knocking 30, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, to me, like, it's not only about, like, uh, you know, it's mainly about the environment and the ambitions that the company give, mm -hmm. gives you. Like, just alignment. Um, I've been, you know, I, I had been to like I had you know my own startups like it was a different trail uh, I've been to multinational like fortune 500 companies it was something else but the thing that drives me the most here is the ambition that the people has mm -hmm. so like I've never seen a place in my life I mean I've been to I've been a consultant to uh, many startups around the globe like I, I'm just a job for is the number one place that I've seen, I'm being honest, completely honest, because not, I only work for Jotform, is that like everybody in Jotform is very amb ambitious about Jotform. Mm -hmm. And that like, um, I can put it this way, like it, you know, it's like a basketball team that doesn't need a coach. And like mm -hmm. everybody just tries to excel in what they do so that they constantly improve what they do by themselves. It's like an, uh, like an um, autonomous place mm -hmm. to develop. So. I mean, I, I joined here like with 15 years in my ca uh, career. So like still like, I, I mean, normally if you go elsewhere, you don't learn that much after that point for you go into management, you don't learn that much. It's just you pass your experience to other people. I learn new things every day still. And like it comes from Incredible. very unexpected places because like people that you work with are trying to improve themselves. Mm -hmm it ends up an environment that like everybody is very ambitious and trying to improve themselves. It's like the biggest, I mean, I've been hearing about this uh, from my colleagues from, you know, other places like that, that was the number one driver uh, for me to join yeah. there. And I, you know, to be honest, like they were, I mean, what I've seen after I joined was 
more than what I ex what they explained to me. So like that's been a uh, that's that I can say is the uh, main reason. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I I couldn't agree more. Even even from my perspective, like at the time that we're recording this, this might not be released for for a few weeks. But at the time we're recording it, uh, we're on the last day of, of Job Formers Week, which is where um, all the Job Form employees from pretty much across the world, like 26 countries, come into uh, Ankara, Turkey, and uh, essentially have a week of collaboration and unification uh, around our Job yeah. Form sign launch for for this occasion. Uh, but it's incredible meeting all these people, hearing all these these presentations, uh, it just gives me chills sometimes. Like these yeah. people are, are truly, and I'm also not just saying this, um, talented and driven of their own accord. Yeah. And the, the, the reason, and you can chime in, but the reason that I would attribute to that is it's just a great culture and environment. Yeah. Environment, like you, you hit on here, the, the culture is so good, I think, because in part because we're bootstrapped, you know, yeah. we don't have the VCs funding, we aren't trying to forcibly grow, we're meeting our own needs yeah. and yeah. ends, yeah. we're not uh, trying to service some, some angel investor or anything yeah. like that. We are growing the right way and yeah. making sure we have the best products and it's a really cool environment to work in and expand exactly. in for, yeah. for that reason. So yeah. I, I love that and I, I couldn't agree more. So let's, let's pivot a little bit now and we kind of gone over you know, your role um, with, with growth marketing here and a little bit of what that entails. Let's think a little bit more holistically now and mm -hmm. cut to the chase. What is, mm -hmm. tell me from your perspective, what is the secret to great growth marketing? I can say very, like, it's very obvious based on, based on to the listener or mm -hmm. what you're off these. Like, you need to understand the user. Yes, like, said that again, I mean, you again need already. To, Someone would have argued with me telling that like you need to be data centric. Well, of course, you got to be data centric. It's like in the definition of what growth marketing is. Or like not, let's say, like anything you do SaaS, you know, it's to be data centric. Mm -hmm. But the secret flavor is to understand the user, like why yeah. they are here. What, what are their pain points? What, like why they read your blog in mm -hmm. the first place? Like there's, there was this example earlier in my career. I, like uh, when I read it, it really uh, gave me the goosebumps. Like uh, it was a shoe company very famous one uh, that, you know, I might not be able to, you know, call its name, Fair but enough. like uh, these guys were market, you know, uh, some of their heads of marketing was like trying to reach people online who were, you know, searching some, you know, uh, you know, how to ease their uh, pains at their feet and like fingers okay. and all. So way before searching for shoes. Yeah. Like they started their marketing uh, journey from that point forth. Because like they knew, and this is an amazing thing, like they knew that that guy searching for something is like a pain reliever for his feet. It's probably like going to change uh, the shoe he wears every day. So like the journey starts from there. And then like it, like it doesn't end after, like the, think about it. Like I really like to put this head, like uh, new people starts job form every week and like we, uh, exp we have this learn from other sessions. So like I explained them, the newcomers, what growth marketing is uh, from buying a headset example. Mm -hmm. Think about yourself, like you, we all have iPhones or like, you know, smartphones and all. And like at some point you changed the earplug. I mean, it doesn't come in an earplug this day, but like it used to come, yeah. but like you, at some point you change your earplug. Yeah, right? I honestly need a new one right now. Yeah, exactly. Like. And like, think about the journey there. Like you, you, you know, you searched online, you asked your friends, uh, you, you came, you know, you read reviews. Yep. Uh, at some point, like one of the headsets start working. Mm -hmm. 
you search for some place to get it fixed. You search for uh, Apple insurance or like whatever brand you're using. Um, there was this entire journey till you ended with your current headset, whatever you're right. using. I mean, it was a pretty much, I mean, you live in the States, I live in Turkey. Like it was right. a pretty much a similar journey for both of us. I'm pretty sure even though right. we have pretty universal. like 8,000 kilometers in between, right? Yep. So that's, that's the secret with flavor. Like you need to understand every stage. You need to be there all the time and you need to be, uh, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't be in hard sell. You need to be in the uh, way of helping people. Let's say you write a blog. That's, mm -hmm. That could be a great example as well. Like your blog shouldn't be trying to like sell something to the user. It should be uh, written in a way that like, or a video, whatever you, uh, whatever the asset is, actually is trying to solve their problem mm -hmm. with or without your product. Of course, like it would be, it's better if you your product, yeah. but like you should be helping users uh, so that like they would turn uh, more into you. That's, that's the secret flavor from my point of view. And it builds trust with the users exactly. too. Exactly. Like, yeah, sure. It makes sense. Um, plug drop form fit makes logical sense within whatever the use case is. But at the end of the day, a lot of our content is geared just towards, towards helping people in general. And yeah. that is important to building that user trust that hopefully encourages them yeah. to, to come back. They're more aware of the brand. They might be more encouraged to take the next yeah. step, take <clears throat> that sign up. Um, and it's it, it, the, the shoe example from earlier is an interesting point of making the funnel even wider. It's like you yeah. thought you had this, if they just targeted um, people looking for shoes, you know, you get a wide funnel. A lot of people yeah. need shoes, yeah. but you target people who have aches in their feet and suddenly the funnel becomes even wider, which yeah. means that even more yeah. users could trickle down to you. Like, uh, at the uh, end of it. One thing that I want to add is that like, uh, what I said can be translated into this as well. Like freemium is the greatest part that plays role in the test. Mm -hmm. Because like, I mean, um, for like, into any product like freemium, freemium is like well, yep. free is probably the most important uh package that you provide because like yep. it, it removes the uh uh let's say any hustle that like your users when they're trying to get to you yeah and, like, barriers exactly it removes the barriers like in job form like our uh, free package is so strong yeah and we conclude so many of our products yeah we don't yeah. hide our products behind yeah. that tier yeah like like it, it plays it like uh it, you know, it's kind of the, uh, I mean, this is the flavor that I said, like the, 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 uh, the secret touch comes from understanding the user, but eventually mm -hmm. you must lower the barriers yes. so that they can uh, wishfully, you know, get to yes. like test the product without you having to force them down right. to share your credit card. I'm going to give you a trial. Not that like we have, uh, I can say hundreds of thousands of people uh, using our free package for more than like, you know, uh, more than, a, there even guys like they've been using our free packages more than a decade. Yeah, that's all they need. And we, we never ask money, uh, you know, we never ask for them to pay. Mm -hmm. We're happy to help them. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, eventually uh, they convert. And if they do not, we're still a big fanatic uh, fan of, our, what, you know, the freemium policy. Right. Yeah. And you never know what that could trickle into because they might be using it for a decade. Who knows how many conversations they've had that, where they've happened to mention it. Yeah. Maybe they've referred yeah. to someone else. Like you, you yeah. never know. But it is, it is a facet of, as you mentioned, I love that, building, building the trust, uh, building the Ooh. trust with the user, um, finding that common through line they all have, Ooh. even though everyone is a little bit different. Um, 
when we're looking for headphones, we essentially probably do the same thing and, mm -hmm. and understanding mm -hmm. that at the end of the day. So I really like that. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see in this type of fast moving SaaS environment? Because growth marketing, like the, any company could have it, mm -hmm. but I feel like growth marketing in a technology environment, a SaaS environment, is its own beast because you have to yeah. contend with a lot of digital personas yeah. and especially with freemium business models, yeah. there are a bunch of other companies doing the, doing the same thing. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you encounter trying to manage that? Yeah, um, like actually, um, there are new trends every day. Staying mm -hmm. on top of those is a hard job. Like you need to have eyes everywhere. You need to be hearing about everything. Mm -hmm. And like, <clears throat> there's also everybody's trying something new. Yep. You, you you always need to stay on top of competition. And it does like, of course, product is the main driver of this, but it doesn't end there. Like you need to have better co uh, content. You need to have better videos. You need to have some SEO concerns. So our uh, world is getting more crowded with competition every day. Mm -hmm. uh, all the, uh, you know, like the barriers of entry is really lowered uh, for SaaS right. companies. So it, it creates some kind of an hustle. I mean, we're, we're kind of the uh, market leader. So it's not like, you know, we, we are trying to top our own game rather than looking at the competition all the time. So we, we're trying to top our game that's actually a big challenge, by the way. Like yeah. you, you try, like you come here every day, try to do the best that you can do. Every month you try to overachieve what you do compared to the previous month. Yeah. So try to compete yourself. You try to, I mean, in order to achieve this, you need to renew yourself. You need to mm -hmm. improve yourself. So that's one of the uh, biggest challenges. And like, there's also one environmental part that I cannot, you know, uh, you know, gone by not mentioning. And it's the post-COVID era, like the world. Right has been into this turmoil of events uh, for the last two years. It was a completely different landscape for, uh, you know, everybody on, in the world, like not only the SaaS, like SaaS, some portion of the SaaS get it, like, you know, uh, had benefited from it, uh, which is maybe not a good way to put it. Some get really badly affected, but uh, while, you know, we, the world is transitioning out of COVID, um, <clears throat> There are many unknowns to the, you know, following years, you know, as, right. as, as people, not like, like, like maybe in a SaaS company. So we're trying to watch really closely what's going to happen. We're trying to adapt, but while trying to do so, like, I mean, this is the environmental case, but mainly it's, it's a game of, um, you know, improving what we do compared to the previous time frame. That's, that's the biggest challenge that we have. Right, like we are our biggest competition in some yeah. ways. I yeah. think that's yeah. uh, an insightful insightful saying, because obviously we have a lot of pride behind our products. We're, we're bootstrapped. Yeah. We, build, yeah. we build everything from the ground up. Yeah. We, don't, we don't buy products and yeah, just exactly. put yeah. them into our yeah. workflow. We build them from the ground up, and that's something we take a lot of pride in. But then it's like every year, um, we do want to top that. And I yeah. think there is that sort of healthy competition within yeah. ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and adapting to the to these fast moving market trends. That's kind of what I was talking about with the, the, the SaaS era where you put it perfectly, the barriers of entry are, are so low. So many companies can get into this yeah. and kind of knock on the door. Mm -hmm. So being sure that we're innovating, um, innovation is really just to keep ourselves in the game. If you don't innovate, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly. going to exactly. fall behind. And yeah. I think that's an important thing to, important thing to remember. Um, 
So we've we've been a company for, for 16 years. You've been here for years. Uh, we started out mostly catering to to small business, mm-hmm. solopreneurs, single users. Um, in some ways, that might always be our, our bread and butter. We're in it mm-hmm. for the little guy. We have those free accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we have grown, we have organically started to draw more and more enterprise level businesses yeah. as well, yeah. larger larger corporations. And uh, I'm curious to ask what kind of distinction there mm-hmm. is between growth marketing for, for small businesses mm-hmm. like we've done for so so long and growth marketing for enterprise corporations because that funnel has to look very different, I'd assume. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, of course, there are some similarities in between. Like, we, we are able to convert uh, our, let's say, um, m- more, uh, like, m- many of our users of enterprises coming from our freemium plan. Yep. So, like, that's, that's actually crazy. Like, think about it. Like, we... Um, User starts a journey with a free plan, upgrades, 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 and turns into an enterprise user. So, uh, but like, um, once we try to reach out to the users out there in the world for the first time, it's a completely different game because right. uh, buyer persona is different, the user journey is different, um, the product model is different. Like, mm-hmm. mainly, Completely. like uh, how I like to put it is that like once while we're dealing with the uh, freemium side of business, the self-serve side of business. Uh, the buying persona is generally the user itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a much easier conversation. Uh, product-led growth does everything that we want to do. Yep. Uh, but we, we, once we go into enterprise side, so like buyer persona and the user uh, and beneficiaries of the product turn out to be different uh, totally characters. Different. Yeah. It complex, uh, the messaging becomes more complex, of course, with the uh, rising price range. Uh, Explaining benefits becomes much more important, mm-hmm. and like uh, you need to be uh, delivering the message from different mediums because uh, let, let's say um, you are a solopreneur, uh, you're doing everything you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come to Jotform, uh, use the product, uh, you know, uh, go to the moment that you understand the value. We are in communication with you, but once you go to a big enterprise, let's say a multinational corporation. Uh, someone from, let's say, a uh, marketing team comes using it. Uh, that person there tries to uh, convince a director uh, higher above. Uh, it goes up to the CFO or some mm-hmm. uh, financial department within the company. So that's why by its, uh, let's say, um, 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 definition, it takes longer time. It means we need to keep a perfect uh, experience, haul out this you know long journey. So... That changes the game we do. Of course, like uh, everything goes more expensive mm-hmm. in terms of spending because the time frame goes longer. But I can say this much: um, like um, there is a good connection between our self-source side and the enterprise user. Of course, like um, 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 when the user gets closer to the enterprise realm, let's say uh, the messaging and like how we communicate with the prospect, uh, even the teams in Jotform change. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have business development managers, we have sales developers, we have customer success people, mm-hmm. we have, uh, we have a, comp- a dedicated department under growth who oversees uh, such companies. Uh, right. like we such have an prospects. enterprise product team. <clears throat> exactly, yeah, 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 we have a different team, we have a different, yeah. different floor uh, you know, for this product. And like, um, <clears throat> it's, it's growing really fast, mm-hmm. which we are, I mean, we are putting r- really high efforts. Like it's one of our biggest priorities 
uh, it's been like this forever. And like what we, <clears throat> the biggest thing that we do while trying to convince people are, to, you know, try to explain the benefit of using JotForm as an organization. Because like uh, forms, like the journey of a form is not a, you know, single person's uh, journey. Like, you know, you don't just create a form and fill just for your right. You have to do right? something with the yeah. data. Yeah. And I need to pass it to you. And like yep. the data collected from there must be read by someone else. So like the more products we launch, more templates we do, more connected experience we provide, mm -hmm. uh, that starts with forms, makes them onboard more people, and they become an organization using JotForm. And that's the point where we, you know, convert them into enterprises. And, you know, uh, I've been told that like some of the users we had like back in the day when we didn't have, didn't even have JotForm Enterprise, they want a JotForm Enterprise. Hmm. So that like they can have, you know, dedicated support, uh, more users, more connected environment yeah. and so on. Yeah, I mean. So it shows there's a need even from the beginning. I think it's really telling that most of our enterprise yeah. users initially came from a free plan because they had yeah. to work their way up through multiple exactly. tiers, realizing they, yeah. they needed more and more. Um, and even though it gets more complex, especially when we, we are going after potential users that aren't uh, mm -hmm. current existing JotForm customers, uh, it's still, I feel like the, the common thread exists to understand the user, understand what the corporation exactly. needs, try to meet them there, um, and try to provide them that kind of end-to-end -end solution, which JotForm has really uh, evolved into becoming more of an end-to-end -end solution. Like you cannot only yes. co uh, collect the data, but now you can do yes, so exactly, much yeah. more with it through our apps, yeah, through our yeah. tables, approval flows, yeah. JotForm sign. Um, it's really, it's really in in incredible to see the, the growth mm. machine. And it's exciting that we're targeting yeah. larger corporations, even though we'll never leave behind the little guy yeah. <laughs> either. And that's important to, yeah. to remember too. So um, you touched on this a, a little bit earlier. You mentioned uh, North Star metrics yes. uh, earlier in, in this episode. I thought I'd, I'd circle back to that because I'm curious. We've, we've talked about all this and the strategy and what, what you're targeting. Uh, but ultimately, how do you know you've succeeded? How do you go home at the end of the day knowing, okay, we did what we wanted to do? Like, what, what are your metrics for success? What, what, is, yeah. what are some of those North Star metrics so, like, that I mean, you share? I cannot uh, disclose my uh, yes. North Star metric because, like, <laughs> it would give some... Broad scopes. Yeah, in, like, broad scopes. Like, so there is the North Star metric, but, like, there are many other, let's say, uh, sub-metrics that drive that. Mm -hmm. So what we call it, like, again, like, we are competing with, each, with ourselves. So like, uh, you know, we, we always want to drive that NSM as high as possible. And like, we don't have this culture like, all right, we aim for like, let's say, I'm just making numbers up, like 50% growth this year. All right, we got it, let's stop there. It's not the case. No. So like, if we can achieve 100% growth rate, always we, we try, yeah, we all the way down. Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, um, you know, we are improving ourselves in terms of the NSM and like mm -hmm. everything that we do, you know, we're a data-centric organization, yep. uh, so like everything that's built there is somehow uh, creating, let's say, additional metrics that eventually pushes up the NSM. Mm -hmm. So we, we trace them all every day. Like it's, it's like it's my job. Like every day, I wake, wake up, uh, come here as early as I can, and the immediate thing they I do is to open that metric and check, you know, how we did the yesterday mm -hmm. for yesterday. So like. And like I know that every every team lead we have is on you know doing the same yep. for their own metrics, and they're aligned in a way so that it would drive the eventual uh, NSM. 
that can, can you elaborate on NSM? What you mean by that? Um, North Star oh, metric. North Star metric. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's something you know we, we tend to go a lot. Usage, you know, we use abbreviations yep. a lot. Yep. yep. Because you know the job requires us to talk too much. That's so many why. abbreviations. <laughs> yes, let's yeah. shorten that. Um, yeah. No, but I, again, I love how you just you keep coming back to the data-driven yeah. approach, yeah. and we have the North Star metric, uh, but. As you said, there's so many smaller metrics that lead up to that, and exactly. it's about the data. It's about the hard numbers. We we aren't really doing a guessing game here. Yeah. We we are yeah. building yeah. off of hard data, and I think ultimately that that helps guide the ship with yeah. with confidence. So we know we're doing the best that we that best that we can. So. You, as we talked about, have a, a huge responsibility, mm -hmm. honestly, and um, you kill it. I've worked with you for, for many, many, many months, and um, it is impressive to see how you, how you wrangle the ship and you help us with these product it, launches and because uh, <laughs> it is a big effort and it, it mm. takes up, you know, a toll, a part of your life, you know, yeah, yeah. doing this and you clearly have a passion for it. What is, what is your favorite part about what you do? What do you love about what you do? Um, maybe like... I mean, its theme is actually uh, build up with guys like this. So I really like how busy I am. I, mm -hmm. I really enjoy this. Interesting. Because like it's maybe kind of, uh, you know, comes from the same, um, you know, core in between. Like you know, it makes you yeah. develop yourself. Like you, you don't have a time to scratch your head, which means that, you know, you're trying, you know, you're hustling constantly. Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's what I like the most about it. Like that's why I mean, uh, you you know you don't feel tired mm -hmm. because you you know kind of uh, enjoy being busy, and like it's it actually uh, develops you. That that's the biggest part that I like being. For example, I mean in a regular person's life, I mean receiving hundreds of emails every day might be. And you know, a pain in the ass, but I really love. I really mm -hmm. love it. Like it, it gives me, it, it gives me a chance to improve myself, learn new stuff, in, be in touch with everybody, communicate a lot, and like, if it goes well, move the sheep even further than you know where we are at. So like, that, I can say that that's the, the part that I like the most. Yeah, that's awesome. And like in the right environment, all of that busyness, it's it's energizing instead yeah. of. Exactly. And that's 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 how I would like. You know, I love put the uh, I, I love the poetry. It. You're you're VP yeah. of growth, and you are still so uh, invested in your own growth. There's there's a nice poetry to that. Um, is there anything else related to to growth marketing or anything else we talked about here in general that you, you'd like to share before we end? Well, I mean, um, for the you know watchers among you know amongst us who are interested in growth marketing, like uh, I really believe. Uh, Jobform is one of the uh, flagships of the market, you know, SaaS, mar SaaS mm -hmm. market. So um, we produce a lot of concept, cons you know, content every month. We try, uh, like, you know, I cannot call the names of the teams, but I know, I mean, I I've been in consulting business. Uh, some of the teams, processes, and organizations we have in-house are unique to Jotform. And I see, mm -hmm. like, um, some time passes on, let's say, you know, same for marketing, product teams, data teams, any team that we have inside as well, um, we build things to solve our own problems. Mm -hmm. And then like six, I mean, six months passes on, I see somewhere else the same as well. Yep. And like I turn out and say, I mean, like the guys probably had the problem we had six months ago. Yep. 
that's the what you know that's when you know like. you're a market yeah. leader yeah i mean that's uh also like a uh maybe a top leadership yep. i can say in anything that we do because like i mean even being a bootstrap company is kind of um you know um makes everybody to bootstrap let's say in what they do like they're not right. let's say um forced to grow by any means but like right. they they grow organically they need something we hire a person for this we get you know train ourselves mm -hmm. learn from users and like we end up having a unique organization that nobody has in the market mm -hmm. and then like this company the other company like it doesn't have to be our competitor or like uh, you go to this conference and read about the same guy doing it two years later on. Then you say, ah, oh, okay, so we should be the market leader. Right. We're doing something leaders. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty incredible just to, to hear you talk about it, to be part of this uh, growth machine that is so focused yeah. on growth in the yeah. right way, yeah, yeah. which is the, the important distinction. Yeah. Uh, this has been really wonderful to have you on and get some yeah. insight, a peek behind the curtain, what goes on into making this growth machine. Yeah. Uh, it's Thank been really much. awesome to, to hear it from, from yeah. you. Um, I hope some of our users were able to take away some meaningful insights. Um, it's all about understanding the user. Yeah. Uh, I'll reiterate that again. Reach Double underline us, that. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know how that works for you. Uh, Blue, thank you so much for yeah. your time today. Same it's been awesome it. to have you yeah. on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot.